Hallelujah. Amen. Let's share a word of prayer. Let's close our eyes. Father, thank you for your great lesson. We really appreciate you for all that you've done for us. As today being marked the Father's Day, you are Father in heaven. We glorify your name. Father, open our hearts to receive your word. May your word have a way in our hearts. May it grow. May we bear fruits. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Hubert, Pastor Rajiv. It's always a blessing and an honor to stand and share the word of God with the family. Amen. Um, you see, it's not easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for having to move around. I'm sure you're used to um, pastor standing at one place, but it's not my style. You know, I'm not used to that. So please forgive me. It's not easy for um, somebody to give their pulpit to another person to preach. It's not that easy. So whenever I see something like this happening, I'm really blessed and privileged. And I really thank Pastor Hubert and Pastor Rajiv for this blessing and honor. You should give them a clap for that. Amen. And when I say amen, you have to say amen. Do you understand? Do you understand that? Second Corinthians, we'll go back to that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. If somebody can read for me, I'll be grateful. Yes, in Christ and what? Amen. Another version. Another version. Another version of the Bible. King James or something else. Which version is this? Same NIV. Anybody has King James? For all the promises of God in him are yeah, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Amen. So you see, amen is in the Bible. So I'm not the one saying it. Don't go and say that the pastor says we should say amen every time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I see you growing. Say amen. Amen. I see your life changing around. Say amen. Amen. I see God doing something new for you. Say amen. Amen. You shall be the head and not the tail. Amen. Amen. Yes. One day, let me tell you a story before I begin. One day there was a convention, like what we are having now with Brother um, John. Same convention we had in Ghana for three days. It was in the evening. So on the first day, there was this couple. They went for the evening convention. And then the pastor was declaring and releasing the blessings. And then God opened the eyes of the wife. And then she saw angels. How many of you have seen angels before? What about the others? How many of you want to see angels? Amen. Are you sure? Yes. But you are even afraid of cockroaches. So how, how would you, because it, you see, in the Bible, those who saw angels, anytime they saw angels, they were afraid. So you that you are afraid of cockroach, <laughs> or even rats, you'll be very much scared of angels. You're going to see angels very soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. Amen. So, God opened the eyes of this woman and then she saw angels. So anytime the pastor declared, receive your blessings, then the angel will pick the blessing and whoever says amen, the angel will go and give the blessing to the person. So whenever the pastor says receive it, then the woman will say, receive it. I receive it. So the husband was just looking at the wife. What is happening? When they went home, the husband asked the wife, I saw that anytime the pastor said, 
receive. He immediately jumped and said, Amen. Then she said, Because God opened my eyes to see angels. And anytime the pastor declared, angels were bringing the gifts to the people. The husband said, Really? <laughs> Next day, the husband went to the church. Immediately, the person receive your blessing. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. The husband was jumping left, right, left. So even the pastor was surprised. What is going on? Amen. Amen. Why am I telling you this? Once you come to church and pastor declares unto your life, receive it. Amen. Amen. So what, what, what does it say? Amen. Say amen. Angels all around us. Hallelujah. 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 You may not be seeing them. One day we went for a when I was in Bible school, we went for a crusade. And there was a sister. She had come from West Indies. You know, she came from West Indies to West Africa. So um, God opened her eyes and she was able to see angels flowing around. We were there with her and we were not seeing anything. She was telling us that she's seeing angels. And we're like, where are the angels? So, some way, somehow, she was able to record. I don't know how it happened. I mean, I, I can't explain it. And she recorded it on her phone. And then she shared it with all of us. I think that video was on my um, Facebook page for many years until I deleted it. I don't know whether it's there or I, I don't know. Then we saw angels moving around in the crusade. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angels are real. Amen. Amen. So once we come to church and you see, Pastor is here telling you about family. It's not something that you should joke around with. It's true. Take it seriously. Amen. 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 You shall be the head and not the tail. Amen. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. amen. I said you shall be the head and not the tail. Now I'm getting some good feedback. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So um, this um, morning, I, I within a short time, I'm going to share with you something. Um, the title of my message is familiarity, family familiarity, or yeah, I don't know how. To explain, but it's a spiritual disease. I don't know how to say it in Tamil. I wish I, I knew how to say it in Tamil, like I would say it nicely. Familiarity. To be familiar with some somebody. Familiarity. Familiarity is a spiritual disease. You know, just like we have um, some physical ailments, we have spiritual diseases, like laziness. Laziness is number one spiritual disease. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, don't be lazy. Tell your neighbor, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Laziness and sleeping too much. All are spiritual diseases. Amen. And another spiritual disease that I want us to take very seriously is this disease of familiarity. Familiarity. Job chapter 8, verse 7. Job chapter 8, verse 7. Your beginnings will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. Your beginnings will seem humble, but what? So prosperous, your future will be. Another version. Your latter end has, has increased or will increase. Will increase. Will increase. Meaning that it's ongoing. You know, recently when Pastor Rajiv mentioned that we are planning to move the church to another place, immediately I said, yes, it's in order. Exactly. 
your prophetic destiny, the prophetic destiny of every person is that you should have a glorious future. That's what pastor said, brother John said yesterday. A glorious future. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Shining ever brighter till the full light of day. When you wake up at dawn, you see that the light comes out slowly, 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 and by afternoon, it's full light. Hallelujah. That is how your life is. It starts slow on a slow pace, on a slow pace. But in the end, God is expecting you to have a glorious future. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Everybody's prophetic destiny is to have a glorious future. Once you are born again Christian, your future is, is to have a glorious future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But how do we get there? Zachariah chapter 4 verse 6. How do we have a glorious, glorious future? Zachariah 4, 6. But by my spirit. So for you to have a glorious future, you need the spirit of God. And what is the spirit of God? The anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Without the anointing, we are not going to experience the glory that God wants to ha- wants us to have in the future. So when when Pastor Rajiv said that we are moving the church, that is all that like that is what God wants. It's not it's not His idea. It may look like some idea that it has, but that is actually what God wants. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, one day, look at look at look at this. Look at, look at one day we are going to move from here to another place. We are going to become bigger. Say amen. 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 That is the destiny of this church. That is the destiny of each and every person. Glorious future. Hallelujah. But without the anointing, we cannot get there. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So what does God do? God anointed Jesus Christ to, do, to bring this glorious destiny to us. But Christ cannot be with us now. Is Jesus Christ here by flesh? No. no. Not by all. Spirit. Yeah. But somebody has to stand in the place of Christ. So what did God do? Give us pastors. Do you understand it? We are on a road to a glorious future. How do we get there? We need God's anointing. How do we get this anointing from God? But how? He has given us pastors to lead us there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But one of the tricks that the devil uses is that he knows that you need a pastor to get there. So he will make you get familiar with the pastor. And once you get familiar with the pastor, it neutralizes the anointing. Hallelujah. The anointing will never work for you when you are familiar with your pastor. Finish. How do I know this? I'll show you. How many of you want the anointing to work for you? The anointing will work for you in Jesus' name. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. I said the anointing will work for you in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. The book of Mark. 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 Whatever country you come from. 
Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, could not do any miracle. He could, not that he didn't want to. He couldn't. He couldn't do any miracle in his hometown. Wow. Can you imagine Jesus Christ has come? Jesus. And then he comes and then he cannot do any miracle. How will you feel? You wonder, Jesus Christ, he cannot do any miracle in his own hometown. Why? Because the people were familiar. They have that disease of familiarity. I'll give you practical examples so that you understand what I'm saying. So what does familiarity mean? It means to know someone very well and in such a way as to cause you to lose your admiration, you lose your admiration, your respect, and your sense of awe. Can you imagine if Donnie walks in here right now? <laughs> you would, hey, Donnie. <laughs> Pastor Rajiv walks in. You get what I mean? It's like you lose your sense of respect and awe for the for your pastor, the one who has the anointing that you need to get to your glorious future. You lose it. But Sachin Tenduga, hey, Tenduga, bicep. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ went to his hometown. He could not do any miracle. Just except a few people. He laid, he laid hands on a few people. Because the people did not believe in him. In my old church in Bangalore, I had about 50 students that I was pastoring. Every Sunday, I pastor, you know, go preach. Nicely, they will, they will say, hey, pastor, your word is nice. Hey, hey. The usual stuff. Then one day, a pastor invited me to Damo. My dear brother, Damo. He organized a program for me. He, convention, three days. I could not believe the miracles that were happening there. In my own church in Bangalore, nothing. <laughs> no healing. Nothing happening there. But once I go to another place, healings. So, what? There was a person who said that um, he had some kid, one kidney, only one kidney was working for him. And he was having some pain. By the time we finished the program in the evening, Jesus Christ has healed him. I was like, whoa! You mean me? 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 Hey, me? God used me to touch this person. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You know, there were times that I even felt that maybe I don't, maybe I don't have the anointing. But why does it happen like that? Because the people have become familiar. Amen. 
So you see that Pastor, Pastor Rajiv can, he will not tell you, but I know he knows. <laughs> he will tell you that when sometimes when he goes to another church, they receive him more and he feels the anointing going out of him more. Anytime I left my church in Bangalore and I went to another place, I feel the anointing because the people believe. But when, once I get back to my home, dry. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But you see, once you begin to admire your pastor, respect him, you don't need, you don't need to go to Benihin on TV. Your Benihin is here. somebody who is very, you know, you, you see me, I'm a pastor. People see me like a small boy. It's okay. <laughs> I don't care. I don't mind. But once I notice you are becoming familiar, I can't do anything. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, pastor, whenever you, whenever you talk about the anointing, all that people think about is power. Receive Falling down. That's all people know that is the anointing. No, that's not the anointing. That is the power of God. When we talk about the anointing, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, I'll show you. Isaiah 11. the anointing. The seven spirits of that is the anointing. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of might. The spirit of counsel. Hey, two weeks ago, I remember pastor talking about how it is important to exercise. How he's even thinking about because he had a friend who was very fat and then his friend now has exercised and because of his health he's trying to exercise so that he can keep his health. That is the spirit of counsel. That is the anointing. That is advice. And this, this, just, just a few minutes ago, he was operating in the spirit of counsel again. How a husband or a, how you should be able to manage your house as a father. That is the anointing. It's not just power, people falling down, people falling down. Even Satan can make people fall down. Even Satan, Satan, the devil can make go to go go to Ghana. You can see a lot. <laughs> he was operating in the anointing some few moments ago, fully. That is the anointing. Wisdom, counsel, advice, advice for you know you know. Because people have become so familiar, people have become so familiar, so pastor cannot even talk about their marriage. The, the person that God has given to, you know, because marriage, if you don't have a referee in your marriage, do you know a referee? <laughs> eh? Do you know, I, I don't know, maybe cricket or an umpire, eh? Yeah. yeah, if you don't have an umpire in your marriage, I don't know how you survive. You need a referee to show yellow card and red, hey, yellow card, stop. You have to wait here, hey, you wait here, and then align things. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what marriage is about. If you don't have a referee, I don't know how you are going to manage. You need somebody who can shout at your husband and say, hey, you didn't do the right thing. 
need somebody who can shout at your wife and say, hey, what you are doing is wrong. And that is what the pastor is supposed to do. But if you don't give the pastor a chance, you say your marriage is going here and there, and you don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. The spirit of counsel, advice. Everybody needs advice. Maybe I hear you, you don't need advice. God bless you. Pastor is there as he speaks. You know, some of the things, I'm sure sometimes he even feels like there's normal talk. But me, when I'm sitting and listening, I don't see anything normal. I pick everything that he's saying. Everything that he's saying, I pick it. No. That is anointing. That is anointing. That is anointing. That is anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But people have become very, very familiar. Amen. 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 Just imagine if Benihin walks in right now. You know, everybody will be. Maybe his name is not Benny Hinn, but something. He is the pastor of the church. He carries the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Three groups of people, I'm going to share with you three groups of people who are mostly affected by familiarity. Number one. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Do you like the message or you don't like it? Should I go home? <laughs> before, I, before I show you these three groups, let's read a scripture. Luke chapter 4. Christ went to he went to fast and then he after fasting Luke chapter 4 verse 16 somebody can read for me he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on wait, the Sabbath wait number one he went to Nazareth where he has been brought up okay and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom now, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. Because what they used to do is that they go to the synagogue and then they read they read the, the scriptures. They go in turn. They go, somebody will come and read, somebody will come and read, somebody will come and read like that. <laughs> and he stood up to read. And he stood up to read. The what did he, and then, look, this is what, after he went to fast and he came, this is what he, he went to read. Eh? The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Mm -hmm. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Mm. So the first message that Jesus preached, such a hard message it was. His mother would have... I am anointed. Whether you like it or not, I am anointed. And you see, he was a very young person, 30 years. Young man. So, and there were elderly people in the synagogue. So they didn't believe what he was saying. How can this young person come and tell us that he is anointed? Continue. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Go to verse 28. 28, all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, uh, drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Verse 32. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. Wait. In his hometown, they wanted to kill him. Then he moved from his hometown and he went to Galilee, Capernaum. And look at what they said in Capernaum. Say, read it again. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. The people in his hometown were familiar with him. Is that not a carpenter? I saw him yesterday. He was... 
today he has come to tell us that he is anointed. It's not true. It cannot be. Is that not Pastor Rajiv? I know him. He stays in Ananaga somewhere. No, but he is doing some miracles. No, no, I don't think it's that, it's that Pastor Rajiv that I know. No, I know he is doing some miracles in. God is using him to do work out some miracles in some church. That I, no, no, I don't think it's my Pastor Rajiv. My Pastor Rajiv is not like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because people have become familiar. The woman Pastor Rajiv goes to another city, he can feel the anointing. So once he is, he is in Ananaka, everybody is looking. Hallelujah. The first group that are really affected by familiarity, number one. Pastor's wives. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking. Pastor's wives. Do you know why? Because they stay with the pastor. They see their, their, the top and the bottom of the pastor. They know everything about him. So they, they easily forget that he is anointed. Amen. Yeah. They easily forget that he's anointed. No, 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 no. The man that you are talking to like that, he's anointed. He's anointed, please. Hey, he's anointed. Amen. I will show you. Me, I'm not, me, I'm not like, me, I'm not like those those girls in your church, me, I'm not like that. I'm your wife. So you can't treat me like, hey, 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 hey. He's anointed, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I'm not talking about the pastor's wife. I'm talking about the pastor's wife. In that. <laughs> Second Samuel. Chapter 6. Verse 20 to 23. Somebody can read for me, please. When David returned home to bless his household, Michal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has dist uh, distinguished himself today, going around half naked in view of the slave girls of his servant as any vulgar fellow would. Uh, David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from this house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I would become even more undignified than this and I would be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I'll be, I will be held in honor. And Michal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the uh, day of her death. Hallelujah. An anointed man like David, he went for a battle. He won. He was giving praise to God. He was dancing. And as he was dancing, his clothes were falling off. You know how the wives are. They are not, they are not thinking about the David. They are thinking about themselves. They think about what people will say about them. That's, that's all the wives think about. Like what, what, what are people going to say about me? Uh, is that not your husband? It's like your husband. That's what she feels. So Michal wanted to, he, he actu she actually uh, scolded um, David. Hallelujah. And, he, and she had no rights. She had no rights. Tell your neighbor, she had no rights. Oh, I didn't hear it. You know, because there are a lot of women, they don't want to say it. The women don't want to say it, you see. Because they like scolding, eh? Is it because they like scolding a lot? I don't know. I'm just asking. I do, you don't know also, eh? We all, we all don't know. So she scolded David. Why do you have to dance like that for all these slave girls to see you? She had to, no matter what wrong it is, if you, the wife, you feel that your husband, the pastor, is doing something that you feel is wrong. No matter how, 
how you think it is. You have no right to scold. You let somebody else do that thing for you. Somebody who is higher than your, 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 your husband. People don't know. No, people don't. I understand people don't know. But when it comes to God, like Pastor said, when it comes to God, there are there's some order that you follow. God doesn't just do things the way people we, we feel we have to do. Amen. Yeah. So because of her mistake, she couldn't give birth. She was barren for her entire life. Hallelujah. Amen. You can suggest to your husband, you can say, oh, this thing that you think that you can be, but you don't scold. You cannot scold him. Amen. I'm sure the husbands are happy. <laughs> you can't scold. You can't scold. You can just call Pastor, Pastor Rajiv. This thing my husband did, I don't think God can you please talk to him for me? Yes. That is how that is how we do it. You don't just get up in your house and then you are scolding from morning to evening. Morning to evening. Every time you see him, you are scolding. Why? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. The moment you see that, see, the moment you become very familiar with your husband, the anointing of God upon his life does not work for you. Whatever he says, yes, it just hits, bounces to the wall and just goes away. When, he, when he's even advising you, it just bounces and then goes away. Because you can see him every day, day in, day out, whatever he's. I'm not just talking about pastors. I'm talking about, I'm, now I'm talking about marriages, marriages. Whenever the wife tries to always take the husband's advice, you push your husband's advice to, to the side. You are losing out on something which God has designed for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is important for us to be submissive as wives to our husbands. Amen. Amen. Yeah. When, when is Father's Day? They don't, we don't even talk about it. When is Mother's Day? Yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when is Father's Day? Out. We don't care about you people. We don't care about you people. Amen. So don't get familiar. Respect. Admire. You know, the, the early days when you, you are going to get married, now you are going to get married, you see. The early days. It's so nice. <laughs> but when people have become familiar, no. Hallelujah. But when you maintain that admiration, that sense of awe. See that you have a wonderful, a glorious marriage, wonderful life. Hallelujah. And that is what God wants you to have. Amen. 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 The other group that, because brother John has to come. The other group that are affected by familiarity are relatives. Relative, brothers, sisters, uncles, mother-in-law, father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes even neighbors. Amen. <laughs> Let's share an example of a relative. Um, Numbers chapter 12. Tell your neighbor, he's, he'll finish very soon. Tell your neighbor, the pastor will finish very soon. <laughs> Numbers chapter 12. Miriam and Aaron began to talk about against Moses because of his... How many of you know Miriam and uh, Miriam in the Bible? Yeah. That is Moses what? Sister. Senior or junior? Senior. Senior, okay. Big brothers, eh? Big brothers <laughs> and big sisters. Now we have come to the big brothers and the big sisters. Uh, because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Uh, has the Lord spoken only... So, so Miriam was quoting him for that. Read it again. Uh, Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses okay. because of his Cushite wife, okay. for he had married a Cushite. Okay. 
okay uh, has the lord spoken only through moses they asked hasn't he also spoken through us and the lord heard this mm -hmm. now now moses was very humble man more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth at once the lord said to moses miriam and aram uh, aram and miriam come out to the tent of meeting all three of you so all three of them went out then the lord came down in a pillar of cloud he stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned aram and miriam when the two of them stepped forward he said listen to my words when there is a prophet among you i the lord reveal myself to them in visions i speak to them in dreams but to but this is not true of my servant moses he is faithful in all my house with him i speak face to face clearly and not in riddles he sees the form of the lord why uh, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses the anger of the lord burned against them and he left them when the cloud lifted from the tent of uh, above the tent miriam's skin was leprous it became as white as snow so why did her skin become leprous because she was the one speaking against moses why because moses is an anointed person amen no matter whether he's your brother whether he's your junior brother he's your whatever you don't speak against an anointed person hallelujah amen and you and you see was she speaking alone she was speaking with somebody else aaron but how come aaron did not get leprosy because aaron was also a pastor so you see you anointed people you don't touch them even god doesn't touch them amen you see the difference miriam was talking with aaron they were all chatting against moses and then when god came miriam was punished but aaron was okay because Aaron was a priest he was also a pastor try to understand how god deals with things and stay in your corner and let god also stay in his corner hallelujah amen yeah and you know why do you know and do you know what miriam was saying do you know what miriam was saying why is it that moses has married zipporah because zipporah was like me same color <laughs> and and moses is a hebrew so it's like why is Moses from a, a, a white place coming to marry an African? That was what Miriam was saying. Amen. But actually, Zipporah is a descendant of Abraham. Abraham had another wife called Keturah. Keturah had a, a son called Midian. So Zipporah came out of that line of the Midianites. Amen. Amen. So actually, they were all the same. But Miriam was like, he's my kid brother. I can tell him what I want. He's my kid brother. I can tell him what I want. But God doesn't see him as your kid brother. God sees Moses as an anointed person. So you see, in this church, God sees the pastors as anointed people. You are seeing them as, oh, they stay in Ananaga, ACA, and other things you say. They have this car. But God sees them as anointed people. So you have to relate with them accordingly. Do you understand my message? Yes. Is it making sense? Or I should just close and go home? <laughs> the way we relate with anointed people determines how far we go on the journey of our glorious destiny. Amen. 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 Yeah. So you don't treat anointed people anyway. The way you want, you have to have the respect, admiration, like the way if Sachin enters, the way you feel. I'm not saying that you treat them like idols. No, you put their pictures in your room and then pray. No, you have to have respect, so that when they preach, you understand. You don't. You don't just get blind when they give an advice. Like the way Pastor Raji was giving an advice this morning, you take it seriously. That is the anointing. That is the anointing. That is what we need. Not just power. Hey, receive, receive, receive. No, no, no. Listen to the counsel. Listen to what he's preaching. I remember two weeks ago, he spoke about exercise. I'm sure many people will not exercise. You see? You see the point? 
So you see, God gives the anointed person an anointing. He tries to help you with the anointing, but you don't listen. You know why? Because you have become familiar. Amen. Last group. Last group. Oh, I'm finished. I'm finishing. Tell anybody he's finishing. The last group that are really affected by familiarity are close friends and associates. Let me tell you, there are some of my friends that I grew up with. No matter, no matter how many preaching I preach them, they will never listen to me. No matter what I say, do this, they will. Do this. Hey, you I know you. I remember those days we used to go there. <laughs> Today you say you are born again. No, no, no. Hey, me, I don't. Me, I'm, I'm not those type of people. I'm not those type of people. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to give you three because I have like 24 signs of familiarity. But I'll give you only three, okay? I'm, I'm being nice, oh? <laughs> three signs of familiarity. Three signs that show that you have become familiar. Number one. When, whenever you find fault with the pastor, whenever you find fault with his, with his preaching, whenever you find fault with the pastor, when the pastor writes, but you say something, you find fault with it. You have become familiar. Oh, he sta- immediately he starts preaching. Oh, you have preached this message so many times. Every time you are preaching this message, I don't want to listen to this message. You are always preaching this message. I am tired of listening to this message. Pastor Rajiv, please, can you change your message? <laughs> the last time I said, how many of how, the last time I told you that you should go and watch YouTube, you should be watched, how many people did it? It's a sign of familiarity. If you want to get the best out of a message, you have to listen to at least, at least seven times. Seven times. That is another message. Anytime you find fault with his message, he's saying something, he's standing here, he's preaching, and then you are, you, you are finding fault. You know, it's like you are playing ping pong. Once he's preaching, he says something, then it's like you smash him back. And then when he says, and then you smash him back. In your in your mind, eh? He says something. <laughs> you have become familiar. Amen. I don't want to ask how many people do that, eh? It's not good. Number two. When you try to direct or control the pastor. See, it doesn't mean that a pastor can, can never go wrong. But you shouldn't be the one to do that. Leave it to a higher authority. Amen. Whatever you feel, of course you feel something. Just keep it within yourself. It's okay. Don't bring it out. Let somebody else do that work. Let God do his work. Don't try to do what God has to do. Amen. Are you God? Ask your neighbor, are you God? Ask your neighbor, are you God? <laughs> Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. 16, 22. Oh, we are going, we are going. Don't worry. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Yeah. Christ has said, I'm going to die. Then Peter, disciple, you are trying to tell Christ what he should do and what he should not do. Never ever do that. Amen. 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 Once you see yourself trying to tell the pastor what he should do and what, you can suggest. No, there's no point suggestion. It's okay to suggest. But you cannot control the pastor. You can't. It's out of order. It's out of order. Look at what happened to Miriam and Aaron. It's just out. 
think we can do it this way. Why you can't overshadow? You tell him what we should do. Hey, Pastor, hey, Pastor I, I don't want us to move from Ananaga. This is where I stay. If you move us from here, how will I come to that place? No, you can't do that. I am older than him. He, he came to meet us. He, I, I knew him when he was a child. Are you, the, are you the one God called? Has God called you? Hallelujah. Don't, don't get angry with me, please. <laughs> Last one. Familiarity is exhibited when someone walks around, talks, and chats whilst you are preaching. Whilst you are preaching, you're on your phone and you're WhatsApping. It means that you have become familiar. You don't feel that what the pastor is saying is important. Pastor is saying something in your hey dude, what time are we going? <laughs> you have become familiar. Amen. Amen. Whatever God has for you through him, now it won't work because of your attitude. And you see. The thing about familiarity is that it comes slowly, slowly. You will not know that it's there, but it's there. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us are going to have admiration, respect, and awe for our pastor? Yeah. yeah. He's our Benny Hinn. Amen. Yeah. Don't go and say, with me, I don't like ACA. I don't like it. Let me listen to Benny Hinn. I'll get healing. Your healing is in this church. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that has come to us. We are grateful. Help us, Lord. Fill out with your spirit. Help us overcome the spirit of familiarity. Father, we have become too familiar. And as a result, we neutralize the anointing that is going to guide us into our glorious future. Father, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Teach us. Show us your way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.